0: Good morning and welcome everyone to live Dharma Sunday for june twelfth twenty sixteen koyo kubosa here so very very glad you joined us this morning I'd like to tell you yesterday i we were at a social gathering and Adrian goes to a Tai Chi class weekly and sometimes when I harvest a lot of vegetables from my vegetable garden. I I give her some of the vegetables and she brings it to the Tai Chi class and shares it with uh, other members. And one lady, uh, because of this, said she has a friend who uh, has chickens and she has a lot of chicken poop and she uses it in her garden and she has a, a lot of surplus, so would we like some. So... Yesterday, uh, we were confirming this. Uh, she was telling Adrian and I, and so I told her, sure, we, we'll take some, have your friend, you know, contact us and so forth. And this reminded me of every year now, once uh, sometimes twice a year, four or five years, I go to get some rabbit poop. Uh, it's about a 40-minute drive from our place this person had advertised in the uh, Craigslist that he had a lot of rabbit poop. And uh, so I go and um, uh, he raises and breeds rabbits for show rabbits. Quite a big operation. A lot of of rabbit poop. And um, in fact, we go and bring some large uh, black trash bags and I must fill up about 20 of them. Put them in the back of my pickup truck and, you know, bring them back and spread it onto my... I have about a dozen raised beds, um, four feet by 20 feet each, so I've got a lot of growing area. And when I go to pick up the rabbit poop, I bring some vegetables... That I have from that are uh, you know garlic or onions or sweet potatoes or and uh, I give him some and so the subject of my comment this morning is you know because I mentioned to him one time that these vegetables <laughs> your rabbit fertilizer help grow these vegetables that you're that I'm giving you. Complex circle, you know, goes around. And if you think of it in a sort of a wow, Buddhist perspective, perhaps you could say, um, you know, the things is what he called dependent origination. Or in Pali, it's called Samu Praktipakti. I always mispronounce that word. In Japanese, uh, it's equivalent to a teaching called Innen. And the usual translation of in then is causes and conditions. Anything that happens you know, there are causes for it and there are direct and indirect conditions that were necessary for things to be the way they are. So it has to do with karma, it has to do with very broad cause and effect. Sometimes karma is has a connotation of moral. You know, you do good, good things happen. You do bad, bad things happen. But it's really much more broader and neutral, more neutral in a way. You know, there's personal karma. There's family karma. What kind of who's happy with You didn't have any say in what family you were born into, or what country you're from, or what neighborhood you're living in, or you know. So there's all kinds of circles of karma. Causes and conditions. Um, And so I was thinking, gee, Randy, he's the guy who has the rabbit poop. Randy, for what are all the conditions that led him to become interested in rabbits and be able to have that property and so forth? Um, What are all the conditions that Make me have a vegetable garden in in this locale, and uh, it's it's really a complex causes and conditions, and um, to be able to see, try to see. I think it's impossible to completely see. It's more of a feeling because it's a mysterious interaction. It's it's huge maybe infinite, when you think about all the causes and conditions. For any simple action, this was the Buddha's insightful penetration into reality. And then all the implications that follow from that. Wow. That's all I could say. Wow. In that simple act of picking up rabbit poop, bringing some vegetables that I had grown, Oh wow. Well I want to proceed and introduce today's guest who's gonna give us a down a glimpse. This is Dave Kakuyo. He lives in Wisconsin. He and his wife Linda went through the program together and was part of the L M five group. And uh, so without further ado, Dave Kakuyo.
1: Good morning, good morning, good morning. Um can can we say sometimes I get nervous, and I guess I'm nervous now, but I have confidence in what I'm about to say. I like to say it in a couple of uh, different segments. First, I'm going to tell you a story, and then I'm going to talk about my feelings, and then I'm going to talk about my doubts, and then I'm going to talk about what I consider my insults, uh, insights, not insults, insights. <laughs> okay, first is a story. Um I have a um, ex son in law, and um, I have two two daughters, and I have two son in laws, and one son in law uh, is a is a jewel. He's a good person, but the other uh, son in law, I uh, harbored feelings against him because of his actions and how he treated my daughter. And then how he treated my granddaughter, his daughter, and the, what I perceived to be uh, selfishness and um, carelessness and self-centeredness. So uh, I um, got these feelings a long, long time ago, well before I uh, uh, started studying Buddhism, and. So, finally, after many, many years, I think it was about 20 years now, they have finally broken up and gotten divorced. And I must tell you that with when I heard this, I was kind of like joyful that she would be out of my daughter's life and be out of my, my life. And I didn't feel good about that at all because I was... Uh, I thought I was being vengeful and hateful. So, uh, <clears throat> okay. So here's the story. That was just a little background. The um, divorce has happened. My granddaughter, who lives outside of Madison, Wisconsin, was about to do a dance recital to a school that she goes to, a dance school, and uh, I made it a point ever since she started doing this, to go to, to almost all her recitals. So she would have family there. And uh, so uh, we drove there, uh, and the show was <laughs> amateur, shall we say, a lot of missteps, miscues, but it was it was delicious, because I was there and I was enjoying my granddaughter. Uh, I had found out that morning that my son-in-law or ex-son-in-law was going to be there, uh, which I thought was really great of him to, to come and share something that his daughter was putting on. And also that he was going to be accompanied by his um, girlfriend, companion, um, whatever. And I I am not, I, then I thought about how I first met my wife's family because this is my second marriage to Linda. And so I knew that I wanted to speak to him to I don't know what. So all during the, uh, the, the recital, I was concentrating on the recital. I knew that he was someplace in the auditorium but I didn't think about him at all. I was enjoying the recital. Well, the recital ended, of course, and everybody clapped and stood up, and a big mob scene was happening around. And I looked back up in the seats in the back. It's not that big of a one, maybe 25 seats back, 25 rows back, I should say. I saw Aaron, which is the name of my ex-son-in-law, and with him standing and he was not moving. Everybody all around him was moving around you know, trying to get out but Aaron and his companion were not. So I turned to Linda and I said I'm going to speak to Aaron right now. And so I had to fight the crowd because everybody was moving out and I was moving back in. And so it was kind of slow going and I was still blinked mind about what I was going to say and what I was going to say to him. I had, I was not feeling fear. I was being very quiet. And as I was going up the stairs, something happened in my mind and I flashed back and sensei, could you tell me what the name of the, of the rock that had the natural bench on the backside? What do you call that?
0: The, The natural rock that what? that
1: had a bench or a seat on the backside that
0: we oh, were on yeah, the, yeah the dharma the, we call it the the dharma seat or the dharma hidden dharma throne
1: <laughs>
0: all right that's what, I, seat. what I thank yeah. you so
1: much that is what I flashed on uh I was uh just going up there and it just a thought came a picture of thought in my mind and I uh I flashed on that rock for some reason when you're sitting in the uh, in the bench, it is uh, on the back of the rock, the split rock, and all you see is the uh, the hillside, some uh, trees and whatever, and the wind uh, going going by. So that's all I heard. And as I went up to Aaron, I looked at him, and I opened my mouth and I said, "Person, I I really didn't like. Every person deserves." love and every person deserves to give love then I looked at Heather and I said to her I am also a step parent and I know what you're feeling at this moment stay with it and it'll be okay and then I said bye I need to turn around I didn't know what if they were going to say anything so uh, that's the story. And I met Linda, of course, and she asked me what I said, and I did tell her. But now let me talk about my feelings at this time. Uh, first of all, I was completely numb. I was surprised at what I had finally said. and I And I was trying to find inside why did I say what I said to a person I didn't like. Or thought I didn't like, so I was at a loss. I had no insight, and no reason came to me at the uh, at that time. But I must tell you that uh, that vignette, or what I said and how I met him, would not go away. It replayed itself over and over for days and days and days. So when something like that happens to me, I know that I have to concentrate, meditate on it really think about it, and find out why did I speak the way I did. I don't believe I forgave him, but what was the meaning for me? And all these questions come on and on and on. Well, something happened. Something really changed inside me that afternoon. Back on it, I was not numb. In fact, I felt a release, a joy, and a deep peace and that's what's really funny about it because, uh, as people, uh, as I know, sometimes I, I really don't, can't identify feelings, but that's what came through. I release a joy and a deep peace. Well, and I said, why am I even questioning this, this feeling of, of peace? And then it hit me, or it came back to me, that I've been on this earth a long time. And, uh, I have a history. I have a varied history. I have a hard history. I have a dynamic history. I have a dramatic history. And when I was young, and I didn't have any um, anything to gauge actions around me were, I knew that what was happening were real, were true. And so from then on, I in the back of my mind, I put, this is truth. This is truth. Don't hit anybody. This is truth. Like dogs, this is truth. Try to be truthful to people as much as possible. This is truth. But a lot of other things come on. I also found out that I was still harboring um, angry thoughts against my mother and against my father and against my mother's second husband. and uh, And these thoughts were coming up. So, what happened? I had grown, but in the back of my mind, what I was building on, what was grounding me, were these falsehoods that I attributed to actions to other people. And when I was going up to Aaron and that rock flashed on me, what it, what that told me is the past is not true. Your past is what you think it is. So for the last couple of weeks, I've been writing down, uh, you know, like, do I have a grudge against somebody? Do I, have I ever thought that somebody did me wrong? And I go back to it. And what happened, what happened is I'm rethinking of what happened. A lot of the things that I thought were done to me is because I did something to somebody else or they thought I did it to them. So that's my dharma. Once is my past, my past. I believe this is my past. I don't know about other people, but the actions of the past that we think are true, and we are we grow spiritually, which I did um, for the two years and when I went to Course for my induction, were joyful things to me, and life-giving. So I believe that is what I wanted to say is I was surprised that I can open my mouth and say, not forgiveness, but to realize that other people deserve love and deserve to give love. So uh, still a, a wonder that it's happening now, and it's happening quite a lot, that I can look at people and I can see their anger and their despair, and what I, what I just say is, yes, you do have anger, and you do have despair, but if you think about it, you find that it's not real, because tomorrow morning, your eyes are going to open, and it's a brand new day, and it's a brand new, can I say, and it's a bright dawn. <laughs> I just thought of
0: that. <laughs> Sorry for the
1: advertisement. uh. Um, so that's what I feel. I wish I uh, could have done this sooner, but I believe the time was right for me. The actions were right for me. Peace, who and what I am. So that's my dharma one. So I hope it's uh, it's helpful for other people. It was very helpful for me.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you very much. You know, <clears throat> to talk about family dynamics. This is. This is uh, the real crux of anybody's life. The real—I don't know what you call it—foundation, the foundation, nitty-gritty, uh, uh, our family, and um, those are. That's where the strongest feelings are. That's where the
1: strongest hang-ups
0: are. That's where the strongest breakthroughs occur. How? How? We deal with life within our own family. That's the greatest practice, <laughs> you know, uh, place of practice that there is, because anything else, um, a lot of time it's a relatively easier to get some insights and put those insights into action. Uh, <clears throat> and maybe you you did have this, then when it comes to applying it to those closest to you with where your feelings are the strongest, that's when you really find out uh, how deep that insight went. So that's a really uh, tremendous uh, kind of a practice and insights. Uh, I thought I'd... uh, Give a little background to our listeners about this uh, Dharma seat. <laughs> this is, a, you know, on our property. It's a wooded five-acre lot, and uh, there's sort of a, a a path that goes around the back of our house and circles around. And uh, we take our we take our dogs for a walk and everything, and
1: and it was maybe
0: maybe close to a year that I had passed this one rock, it was probably about five feet tall and four feet wide, kind of a boulder along the side of that path. And uh, I must have walked past it, you know, every day for, for almost a year. And one time, I, for some reason, it, my walk took me around the back of that rock. And for the first time, I noticed that there was a natural... Bench or seat on the back of this rock. Whoa, I said, nature says sit down here. And if you sit there and you're in the midst of nature. And this is something that I had done uh, on my, uh, in Illinois, in Evanston, on the lakefront walks. There was a memorial bench uh, and, uh, you know, some family had made a nice marble Bench and it overlooked the lagoon that was part of the Northwestern University campus. There, very peaceful. And at that time, I, I remembered you know, when you sit in this and you, you feel this peace, and how, how do you grab a piece of that? How do you increase your awareness to where, hey, I, I want to tap this somehow so that I could re, re- we get it. This peacefulness, and uh, so I said, "Why don't you know? If can I put a label on this? Can I think of a word that represents uh, my awareness and feelings, and calmness and joy, and a deep peace at this moment? Look around and sort of." become more aware of this present moment. And maybe there's a word. Maybe there, I could give it a name or a title of the, this this cross-section of time that's there. And so I sat and, and I just waited. And you can't sit too long if you say, well... So I devised a technique. I said, okay, within the next 60 seconds, I'm just going to be open and let a word come up, bubble up through my consciousness... And uh, that will be it. So I set up sort of a mental set or an expectancy and a little bit of an urgency, and a little time frame on it. And so I developed this technique to where you you well, challenge is not the right word, but you, you prime yourself to receive a teaching in any given moment. Say, hey, I'm going to give myself a teaching. And you give it to yourself, but it's not like you forcing it or making it happen. You just sit there and you allow it to... It, it, it's coming from me, but it seems like it's happening to me. I'm not making it happen. Okay. I set the conditions and, and prime it, mental set, and then I sit and receive whatever it is. And I remember sometimes I would receive a, a, some kind of a teaching expressed as a phrase or something and I didn't like it, <laughs> you know. I said, no, no, that's no good. That's not very profound or insightful. And then, then I stopped myself right away and I said, no, this is what came up. There's a reason for it. Accept it. Look deeper in the deeper layers or textures of it. There's a teaching there. So don't reject what comes up. So that's all the the, the history of it. And so when I found that hidden dharma throne. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't call it a throne, but it's a dharma seat and it's hidden in the sense that from along the pathway, you wouldn't know it's there. And so I devised, I I tell people that visiting us, you know, if you want to, you sit there and then I kind of give them a condensed uh, instruction like I just described to you and right now I'm and, in fact, I I thought that it's nice to ex- to write down, to express, or to journal, because that helps to crystallize the uh, experience, the feelings that occur, if you have to kind of express it, it makes it clearer. So, those that want to, a, here's a pad and pencil, and it's in, in a glass jock right next to the pharmacy and so, so you don't have it, could, it could be anonymous. This is on this day I sat here, and this is what happened. And here's my word I said, if you could make it, you know, when we're thinking of a stream of consciousness flowing by, in order to get access to this big interaction that's going on, stream of consciousness, see if you can uh, label it as with one word that summarizes it is that with that one word? I always explain it like it's a handle of a big piece of luggage. If there's a luggage that doesn't have a handle, you can't pick it up. It's too big. It's too bulky. But if you have a handle, bam, you grab it, and everything follows when you pull. That's what the power of a, a label or a word is. Okay. So sometimes, a lot of times, language hinders us, but it also is a good tool, it's a useful tool. And... um all make one word what's the one word and uh, so that's what Dave was talking about when he had that flash flashback of that moment of him sitting on that that the Dharma seat and this is something I think that you know anyone could do anywhere anytime you Maybe go for a drive to to the grocery store, and you and you just by yourself, and you. The car is a uh, could be a nice training place, of course. If a rude driver, it's, then it's an exercise in losing your temper or patience or you know courtesies. But it also sometimes it's a quiet time. You can make any daily trip or activities a, a sort of a spiritual pilgrimage just by your attitude and awareness, you know, uh, if you put this, and like any kind of muscle, it gets stronger the more you exercise it.
1: And you need some
0: strong spiritual muscles if you're going to start to put that focus on the family dynamics. And if you could, Have a breakthrough with the family dynamics, you know you really got something. Well, that's all for today's broadcast. Till next time, keep going, and you have a very beautiful day. Thank you.